hope you enjoy your flight. Test, test, test. Testing. All right, we are back. We are on episode, that's not 11. That's not 11. I think it's 14. 14 or 15 now. What the? I know, it's crazy. 14. 14? Does that make sense? It does. What episode did we just release? 12? Uh, 12. I just edited 13. 13. We finished recording 13, so this is 14. 14. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Here we go on this episode of Back Alley Banter. Maya and I discuss the highs and lows <sighs> of flying in regards to being a relatively independent job. Some of our best jobs and some of the worst characters we've met along the way. Ways in which we've dealt with challenging personalities and if we should love or leave those horrible bosses. Find a comfy spot, kick your feet up unless you're driving, then please don't as we regale the best and worst of our time in the workforce. This is Kat and Maya inviting you to sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. Hello again. Thank you so much for joining us in this back galley. Squeeze in. We're trying to get as many people in here as we can. And holy smokes, we had more than we expected. We sure have. I am blown away at how many people we can actually fit in our little galley. You guys are amazing and we love our listeners. Me too. Big heart emojis. Let's um, spread some love to our bosses. Love them or leave them. Love them or leave them. Holy smokes, do we have a lot to share. We have definitely had more than one or two types of jobs combined. I've been working since I was 13. Really? What was your first job? Babysitting. Okay. Yeah, 12 or 13. Okay. Babysitting. Like my first real job with a SIN number and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I think was in a bakery. And I was probably 15, maybe 16. Did you make croissants? I was just saying to hubby this morning, I woke up and I said, you know, the worst thing about keto, I can't have a croissant in the morning. You want like the French croissants with the chocolate. And the... Living in France, it was one of the best things in my life mm-hmm. was waking up in the morning, going downstairs. There's a bakery on every corner. Of course going downstairs to I the local bakery them. and buying fresh croissants and then having butter in the fridge mm-hmm. and then usually there was some sort of lavash kitty um laughing cow cheese mm-hmm. or some sharp cheddar or some compote mm-hmm. and putting that like some fresh mm-hmm. strawberry jam and having a black coffee was the best tasting thing i've ever had in my life and now that you're back in North America, do you drink your coffee with cream and sugar or I do. Milk? I drink my coffee with cream and sweetener where sure. I only ever had it black in Europe. I would never in a million years have done that no, in Europe. No, because you would have been kicked out of Europe. Oh, yeah. I would have. <laughs> I would have been sent on the first plane home. They would be like, and be gone with you, you. Yes. Our chosen field is rather unique. Yes, it is. We are often referred to as an absentee workforce. I take offense to that because we're not absentee. We are actually showing up. Absentee man management isn't actually true either because our management is showing up. It's not exactly self-regulated because so much of our job is regulated by FAA, Transport Canada, yes, the European guidelines, laws, um, ICAO, all of those things. So it's not self-regulated, but it kind of is. All of that being said, it is still hands down the best job, the longest, most stable relationship I've ever had has been with this company and in this role. Going on 16 years in the industry. Yes. I've had almost a year hiatus now. I know. Middle of March. I'm not ready to go back yet. Because I think I'd probably have my second surgery if I'm not recalled for November, December, which I'm suspecting I can go either way at this point, 50-50. I think I'm going to just book the second surgery for early January. That's probably a good idea. And then, because I didn't want to do it and then be recalled back to flying and be like, just kidding, I need another 12 weeks off. Right. And then not be able to be recalled until Mm -hmm. summer of 2021. Mm -hmm. 
Can't get blood from a stone either. So no. (laughs) Well put. It's so funny. Hubby looked at me this morning and he said, what's a saying that you always come out with? Water and a rock? Well, you can get water from a rock, but you can't get blood from a stone. (laughs) And then I had to correct him and say, I say it's you can't get blood from a stone. He's like, that's what I meant. Water, rock, blood, stone. Yeah. My dad commented about an artisanal well, excuse me, an artesian well. Yeah, an artesian well. I heard artisanal, so my head went to, that's a money-making scheme. Tell the hipsters that you have this artisanal well. My parents both looked at me and they went, artesian, meaning it's naturally occurring. I'm like, oh. Well, the hipsters would still be in it. Artisanal? I'm all for that. Artisanal water at the church. Are you kidding me? People be lined Lined up. up. It's holy water. Yeah, from 25 (laughs) and younger. Have you seen those late night commercials for the some guy in the States? He's a televangelist where you can write to him. Blows my mind. Just write to me and I will send you this. And he sends you a vial of water that's apparently healing. Are you kidding me? Dead serious. And this is on like late night TV, well, like, like infomercials? I've just seen it like infomercially type, not even late night TV, but just like maybe Peachtree TV is where I saw it the most. Okay. But like, yeah, it's this guy who claims that he's got the cure for whatever ails you, whether it's financial, physical. Really? Yeah. Just this little vial of water will take care of all that ails you. Well, you know what? On top of our plan to have online dating site. And that matches to allergies? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did that one get aired? No. Oh, okay. Never it did. It's like people aren't going to know what we're talking about. I don't listen to them after we record them, guys. I, know. I have no idea what we've said and what we haven't. It's a mystery to me. So yes. you can meet me on the street and be like, oh, my, I heard your episode where you said, I'm like, okay. I had no, I idea, no idea because Kat edited that out or Kat left it in. So I have no idea what I say. <laughs> However, in one of the episodes, we did discuss money-making schemes. And one of them that we had agreed on was a dating site. Where you match your allergies. You match your allergies. (laughs) So if you're allergic to cats, you can match with somebody who is also allergic Allergic to to cats. cats. And for me, I'm allergic to most animals, um, but wheat, dairy, and soy as well. And it's not just to be kitschy. So I could match with somebody who also has wheat, dairy, and soy allergies or somebody Mm -hmm. who's allergic to all the things that I'm not. And then we can just share our plates. Yes. So it could go either way. It could be a complete money-making scheme that nobody has thought about yet. Yeah. Like there's online datings for everything. There's farmers only. There's J-Date. There's ChristianMingle.com. Christian Mingle. There's what? Like there's the elite ones as well. Yeah. Like it's just lunch. It's just lunch. Yes. But yeah, why not for allergies? So that was our first idea. That was the first one. Then Maya came out with the idea that we need RV parking pads because that's a money maker in itself. Yeah, because it's got no overhead. Well, very little overhead. Very little overhead. RV parking pads. Or long-term parking for airports. Yeah. One or the other. Or maybe both. So we discussed this. However, I edited it out. Yes. These are all the money-making schemes that we don't want to tell you about because you're going to steal them. (laughs) We're we're going to have to release some bloopers. Um, episode we where should. all this stuff gets aired all the stuff that if you've ever wondered how much stuff actually gets cut out holy smokes get ready for like a seven hour episode yes <laughs> it's kind of funny kind of ridiculous and kind of some days i'm pulling out some mornings at two o'clock in the morning i'm pulling out my hair because we're just going off on tirades so much yeah did you see me when i was editing tonight and i kept doing this yeah you're like come on girls come on get with it yeah <laughs> Yelling at us isn't going to make us go any fast. (laughs) Just realize that this rant has been like a five minute rant about not even remotely close to bosses. But anyway. No, not bosses. But the third and final money making scheme that we can add to the list now. The artisanal 
water. The artesian well water mine. No, it's artisanal. I know it's artesian. I said it was artisanal oh deliberately. It's artisanal water. So we're all in that. And then we're going to yeah. promise like just. Your bounty will flourish. For three equal payments. <coughs> 99.99. Three equal payments. 9.99. No, 99.99. Oh, 9.99. 99.99. 99. Holy shit. You're not messing around. No, it's artisanal water. <laughs> It's diet. It's <laughs> no. Okay, we're doing this. We're doing it. And now we're going to come all, all the way, way back. back to bosses. We would make horrible ones. Let's just throw that out. We there. would make horrible bosses. I have been a boss. I'm a terrible boss. I was a horrible boss. I am either a tyrant or too lenient. Yes. There's no middle ground. No, I'm the same way. And when I'm trying not to be a tyrant, I'm too lenient, but shit isn't getting done. Mm -hmm. Guess who's doing it? Right. Not delegating. Yeah. Your girl's doing it. Yeah. And I'm a terrible boss. Horrible. My employees love me, but that's about it. However, sometimes they take advantage they because do. this is what I had when I, had I was too lenient of a boss. Mm -hmm. I was pretty easygoing and I wasn't ruling with an iron fist in yep. a sense, albeit it was a pub and restaurant. Yep. I had one girl show up drunk and told her, this isn't cool. You need to go home, sort your shit out, and you can come back when you're ready. She just laughed shrugged me off and said, no, 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 I'm good. And I kept saying to her, I don't think you're getting it. And she kept on looking at me like, no, 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 I got it. And kept trying to serve tables. Slurring and bubbling yes. and reeking Until of booze. Finally, I had to go to, and this is by a fault of my own because I was way too lenient and way too like, listen, let's just sort this out, deal with your shit and come back. That I finally had to go to my manager and say, you need to help me figure this out. Not one of my proudest moments. Nope. Because I needed to enlist someone who should not have had to deal with that shit. Exactly. And that is the example. Obviously, I was setting for my staff because she was one of my best staff and then came in this day and thought it was freaking hilarious. So an example of where I was too lenient of a horrible boss. Keep in mind, I haven't been a boss for years. I was a purser at a different airline. Mm -hmm. Not for very long, but I was a purser at a different airline. And as long as you did your job, I didn't care. Mm -hmm. Much like our company the requirement was to wear a scarf. Mm -hmm. We were allowed to take them off if it got too warm. So we had a long or long sit in a specific airport that all airports all over the world, regardless of the time of year, are hot as balls. They are hot as balls. Spring, summer, winter, fall. Yes. They are hot. A friend of mine finally explained to me why. He goes, look around you. It is floor to ceiling windows. I'm like, oh, you're right. Mm. Duh. Yes. That's why airports are so hot. And you're usually running. Anyway, this particular airport was very hot. So one of the girls had removed her scarf. The girl who had taken off her scarf, I didn't see it. And I didn't see it around her neck. So all I said was, do you still have your scarf? She's like, yeah, I'll put it on before we start boarding. I was like, I just wanted to make sure it didn't get dropped or. Right. Of course. Like that. Uniform piece. It's a uniform piece. We were such a small company that the next night or that night, I can't remember, there was a party. I didn't go to it. By the time I went back to work, I heard from somebody else that I was a horrible purser because I wouldn't let any of the flight attendants I was working with take their scarves off when they got too hot or tight, which is not how that went down no. at all. But I was new to the role and I was one of the youngest ones in that role. And you know what? All I can say is, 
Lucky you that you work for a company where you can take your scarf off and that can be a flexible option. Yep. Because where we are, it's not where we are and 99% of airline crews, you cannot remove any item of your required uniform pieces ever. I don't care how freaking hot I have tattoos up my arms that I have to even when we are sweltering, I have to wear long sleeve shirts or a blazer or a, or a blazer or a sweater throughout the summertime. Mm-hmm. And that is it's That's, the way that, that it is. Them's the breaks because yeah, you have the breaks. those you I have, chose to have those tattoos. Yeah, I yeah. chose to have ink on my arms and I knew what I was getting into when I had the ink on my arms or when I was hired by this company my with the uniform requirements. Are the ones that are Well, they hired me with the and call my arms. I'm like, no, I've known you for nine years. And nice try. <laughs> really? Are you going to pick that as to be the hill that you're going to die on right? with this? There are such big fish to fry, and that's not one of them. It's not. For some just, simple, it just freaking cover it. Cover it. You have a uniform guideline. You knew this when you were hired. Cover it. Yes. Cover it. There's a reason. It's a requirement. Stop freaking out about it. It's just comply. Yes, it's an archaic rule. No, I don't understand it. No, I can't explain to you why firefighters and police officers and military personnel are now allowed to have visible tattoos, but flight attendants aren't. Only thing I can tell you is that we are dealing with people from all different cultures, all mm-hmm. different races, all different creeds, all different nationalities, all different all walks of, the of world. life from all over the world. And yes, your tattoo might not be offensive to you because it's just a lotus flower or your child's birth date or yeah something that means something to you or your grandmother's handwriting whatever but to that little old lady who's coming back from burying her husband who was a prisoner in a concentration camp that tattoo brings back a lot of memories for her and yes that's on her and I'm not saying that you can't have tattoos and I will always go back to the fact that when you are hired by this company or a specific company that says these are our requirements part-time job is the same yes that you agree to those terms and conditions Mm -hmm. you do because it's the professional appearance that Mm -hmm. they want to portray yeah times change the world changes however i take my job and how i look professionally very seriously and if that is what they require that is what they require Mm -hmm. and in the middle of summer in 36 degrees celsius sucks balls to wear a blazer sucks balls but i gotta do it let's Bring it in a little. Let's go back to horrible bosses. I think we should clarify what we mean by not absentee and not self-regulated because not everybody is going to get that. Right. So our jobs are unique in so many ways that when we go to work, we don't see our managers, our bosses on a regular basis. We don't get emails from them on a regular basis. I mean, we do, but they're the generic informative, informative. This is what's going on in the company emails. It's not like you see the same manager every day. We don't work Monday to Friday, nine to five weekends off. So there's a lot of the time where we don't have bosses present, but at the same time, the captain is. Sorry, my phone's buzzing. I was like, Oh, what I thought is you that? heard something behind no, you. I I'm did. Like, what it's, is happening? It's my phone. It's on the bookcase, and I oh. heard it vibrating. I thought I had it in Do Not Disturb. Sorry, it scared me. It sounded like I don't know. Anyway, the look on your face scared like, me. <gasps> my like, toaster is- scares me. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. It was just my phone buzzing. It's all good. Where was I? Captain. So we don't really see our managers day to day. But the captain is essentially in control and in command of the aircraft and everybody on it, Mm -hmm. including the flight attendant. We kind of touched on this earlier. How old were you when you got your first job? So my official first job, like you said, with a SIN number, Mm -hmm. 15. Yeah. Fast food restaurant. 
smelled like ass every freaking night the afterwards. Oh, yeah. the fryers. But it taught me so much. And I had great bosses. Yeah. But it taught me so much. It taught me work yeah. ethic and blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. It did. My first one with a sin number was the bakery. I think I just worked there on Saturdays. Yeah. My bosses were a little creepy. Really? Yeah. It was a small family-run business. And were, were, were your bosses part of the family? Okay. Yeah. So it was in a small town and it was a family-run bakery and it was dad and one of the sons that were the bakers mm -hmm. and they were the creepiest. They were creepy, hey? Nothing that I needed to report or anything like that. I just got a really uncomfortable feeling when okay. they were there and I didn't really interact with them a whole lot. Yeah. But just being there for the hour or so that I was there with them in the morning yeah. before I was out in the front. Yeah. It was just, I don't remember how long I worked there, but. Any other horrible bosses that stick out in your mind that you think? None that were like horrible i've had more colleagues that have made my life miserable okay as opposed to bosses as opposed to bosses none I, of the jennifer aniston horrible no, bosses movie. none of that <laughs> um i want to share with you mm -hmm. at least one of the two incidences that i had about horrible bosses in my entire working life mm -hmm. god i think i freaking waited years to tell this story so it's uh, like your first time telling it or oh gosh okay. no people in my life know it okay but i've never been totally it's not your broadcast no i haven't broadcasted it until today until today so i used to run bars and restaurants mm -hmm. and then that was when i was living overseas in europe and then i'd come back to canada and i decided and this is in my mid to late 20s i didn't want to be a manager anymore mm -hmm. so had decided i was gonna like all the waitresses that's where the money was at right they they were making money right. hand over fist so while i figured out what i was gonna do and going to school Going back to school, I was going to waitress. So I had found a job at a pub mm -hmm. in our beloved city and amazing humans I worked with, an amazing manager. However, you could make a shitload of money at this place, mm -hmm. but you always had to tip an XYZ percentage out to the house. Do you want to know what the house included? So the tips that I would include make from my blood, sweat, and tears. Had to go to the busboys. So the house included busboys. Totally fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. The kitchen dishwasher, staff. Yeah. It's fine kitchen with staff. That. Dishwashers. Managers. Managers. If they were there, would have been bartenders. okay with that. Bartenders. Totally okay with that. Because yeah. our bartenders had our backs. Do you want to know where a percentage of it went? The owners of the pub. Mm -mm. Do you want to know how often in three years that I worked at this pub, I saw those owners? Twice. Half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. And finally, in my last six months, when we had to fill out all of our cash outs, I wrote them a note and said, this is this percentage I've taken away from my house tip because you're never here. You're an owner and you're taking the money that I'm earning. So you know what they did? They started taking off my paycheck. Mm -hmm. Then I wrote them a letter because I never saw them. So I left them a note and explained to them this was wrong mm -hmm. and I was going to report it. And I was not going to tip my hard-earned money to them. They were owners of this establishment. And if they had a problem with it, I would take it further legally. Mm -hmm. They told me that if I did that, I would never work in the city again. And they would make sure of it. As a so single girl. Yeah, they were connected. As a single girl, trying to make ends meet with rent at that time because I didn't have a mortgage, car payments, just trying to make your... Just pay for school just trying to keep my head afloat mm -hmm. and this was something that ethically i was not okay with mm -hmm. 
And they were essentially telling me I'd never work in that industry in the city again. So I bowed out. I quit with them instead and didn't take it any further and went and worked for another um, restaurant and pub and a place that eventually all of the circle of people that I worked with, we were a really tight knit group at this restaurant. We all left within those six months. Um, I can't say I was a catalyst, but I knew I was smart enough to know they're all going to get sick of it too. And we all left and that place no longer exists. And that um, husband and wife team that owned that as well as a couple of successful establishments over the years that they were pulling the wool over everyone's eyes don't own anything in the city. And I have no problem telling people their name in this city Mm -hmm. and telling them that story because of that. So shyster, so wrong and so shady in so many ways Yeah, from hard working and they were sitting at freaking home. And you want to know what the most disgusting part about this is? The wife of the husband, he met her when she was a waitress at a very high-end restaurant in the city. And he pretty much took her from that. And she was the one that I was corresponding with and was saying, you're going to be continuing to do this. And if not, this is what we're going to do. And she started from the same grassroots of busting her ass that I did. It just so happened that she met a high roller Mm -hmm. that ended up marrying her. And that's what disgusted me the most. Funny thing is, years and years later, so hubby and I had kiddo, married, had kiddo, and we took her to an outdoor event that was very popular in the city. Mm -hmm. And we were at this event um, and it was by invite only. And I noticed somebody looking at me and it was this husband and this this wife. So this husband and this wife, she was pregnant with, I don't know, maybe her second or third because they had two kids with them. And they looked at me with a big smile on their face. And I looked at both of them and literally mouth, fuck you. And then my husband was like, what's going on? Nothing. And then told him when we were in the car later. Like, don't even look at me or smile at me when I've now moved on in my life and I don't need this, like that, that I needed that. I, it was every, it was food in my mouth. It wasn't where I'm at now. And don't smile at me like, hey, how's it going, cat? So great to see you. And she, her jaw dropped and he just looked away right away. And I, I hope do. that they remembered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my horrible boss's job. I had two, but that's that's the one. Do you think that they're still together now? Yep. She's never going to leave that. Well, she's got it made in the shade. Why would you? Yeah. She's never going to leave it. Yeah. And he needs a beard because she's truly his beard. Oh. Yes. Do, do, do. The, plot the plot thickens. thickens. Um, sadly, I think it's time to ask everybody to leave our galley. I know. I agree with you. We must draw this to a close. We do thank you so much for giving us some of your time again today. And we ask that you don't forget to subscribe to Back Alley Banter on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please like and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us. We can be found on Instagram at Back Alley Banter. If you do have questions, suggestions, feedback, or wish to enter our contest, email us at backalleybanter at gmail.com. This has been Back Alley Banter. And as Maya and I always say... Be kind, be safe, until we meet again. Thank you for your attention, and we hope to welcome you on board in the near future.